You're tuned to Listen Up Talk Radio. I'm Todd Miller. It's getting to that time of year with the weather turning colder. We instinctively want to cozy up at home, stay warm, and of course, stockpile supplies for a long, harsh winter. Uh, If it's anything like last winter, we're going to need lots of stockpiles. And as we are now only weeks away from Christmas, we're also shopping for our loved ones, searching for a unique gift idea. Today, we're in conversation with Cookie Roscoe, manager of the Stop Farmers Market. Find them on the web at thestop.org. And Steam Whistle is hosting the Stop Holiday Farmers Market at the Roundhouse on Bremner Boulevard in downtown Toronto on Sunday, December 14th and Sunday, December 21st from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. This is a unique two-day-only pop-up event presented by the Stop. Cookie, how long has the Steam Whistle Market been running during the holidays? Well, there was a steam whistle market last year, but the weather kind of quashed it, and I don't think they were able to get any in before Christmas. They were all after Christmas. Yeah, it was uh, yeah. it was uh, quite a weather event for us last year with the ice <laughs> storm. Yeah. Um, is, is there any danger of it becoming a Toronto Christmas tradition? <laughs> well, if I have anything to do with it, it certainly will, yeah. It sounds like you have a mission. I do. I feel quite driven. Yeah. The the stop has been voted by readers of Now Magazine as Toronto's best farmer's market. What kind of satisfaction does that bring to your daily work? Oh, that just makes my little heart sing. <laughs> I set up farmer's markets. Um, I started with the first one was at the Witchwood Barns with the intent of setting up a market that would work for farmers just if it works for them first then everything else flows from that and i think that it's success means that we're doing the right kind of work what what challenges would the farmers face what would how would you make it easier for them to do what they do oh you know so many things um when farmers arrive in the city they have these massive vehicles that they have to park and I can charge low table fees for farmers at the markets, but if the parking is exorbitant and ridiculous or just unavailable, some vehicles just, there's no room in the city anymore, you know, then there can't be a market. If there's nowhere good on hand nearby for a vehicle, then you, you don't have a good market. It has to be physically viable to be economically viable. Yeah. Now, what are some of the differences between a chain grocery store and a farmer's market? Now, I don't want to diss, you know, traditional grocery stores because they they do, uh, you know, occupy a a particular need. But are there any benefits from shopping a farmer's market? Well, you know, in so many ways, it's apples and oranges. Um, I still shop at a grocery store and I go to three farmer's markets a week all winter long. Um, But I love my good chain grocery stores, or I I shop personally at Fiesta Farms, (laughs) because they're the friendliest to farmers. But I I have no, I take no issue with large grocery stores. They're absolutely needed, and boy, would we be lost without them. But a farmer's market is a place where you go to connect with the joy of food. It's I guess if I were a chef, I would go to personally probably a really high-end grocery store or a farmer's market to know that I'm getting really fresh ingredients if I'm cooking something that I really like. And you can get items at 
the farmer's market that you cannot get in a grocery store, in any, you know, you, you just, um, we have Aisha of Marvelous Edibles who makes her own sausages. And she, she talks to her customers and those fresh sausages that Aisha makes are simply not available anywhere else in the city. We have Ontario apples still that will be available at these farmers markets. And you're not going to get those in a grocery store now. So this sort of answers my next question. Why why are farmers markets still important in 2014? I can remember, you know, with the urbanization of Toronto, they used to be everywhere. But now it, it sort of seemed for a while you needed to head out of town to get to a farmers market. But I'm hearing now that's no, no longer the case. Yes, absolutely. There's five or six all winter long farmers markets that take place in Toronto. And they're very important. You connect with the people who actually grow your food and who, like you, need an income all year long, same as anybody else. So by supporting your local farmers market, even all through the winter, you're you're learning more about your food, you're eating seasonally. This is one of the things that is so magical about a farmer's market. Like I was just at a slow food event and I often hear from people that they don't think there's anything good to eat from Ontario in the wintertime. And I was standing there looking at a table full of meats and vegetables and soups and sausages and cheeses and, you know, glorious dishes in, in a rainbow of colors. And it's all local Ontario seasonal fare. It's gorgeous. I'm I'm hearing the word, uh, I've read it on your website and I've heard it from a lot of people. I hear the word sustainability a lot these days and I notice it's mm-hmm. part of your reason for being. Can you give our listeners a brief idea of what sustainability means to the stop and also the greater community? Um, one of the farms that we represent is BioVisions Farm. So they strive for sustainability in that they have Every, every output, so everything that comes out of the farm, uh, when you're finished with it, it goes back into the farm. So there's no unnecessary packaging. There's no, um, there's no junk produced by this farm. And he, on the farm, he has animals. So the manure from the animals goes back into the soil. That helps to produce the vegetables that he sells as well. It's, it's a cycle. It's, there's no garbage produced. There's nothing unnecessary done. And it's really quite glorious. When you farm right, super healthy food is produced, and it's a lot of hard work. You can see the guy is, you know, he's a real farmery-looking guy. <laughs> Hank. But uh, it's, it's the best food that you could possibly eat. So what I'm hearing is the next time I want to saute some mushrooms, I don't need to go through 12 layers of shrink wrap to get to the <laughs> mushrooms. No. Come to our farmer's market and buy them from the guy who grew them in a little brown paper bag that you can compost. Nice. Yeah. Aside from the holiday market, where can we access stops, farmer's markets, other times of the year? We have a Saturday morning farmer's market at the Witchwood Barns all year long. 
We're taking December the 27th off this year. That's the only day that will be closed this year. Saturday mornings at the barns, it's about 60 vendors. <laughs> it's wow. a huge market. Yeah, and it's just glorious. Um, farmers, markers, mar- farmers markets offer a lot more than produce, don't they? I mean, I've, I've oh, seen yeah. fresh honey, jams. Mm-hmm. What other kinds of consumables and, and things do they offer? Well, especially, you know, my head's in a winter market right now. So especially in a winter market, uh, in addition to all the storage vegetables. And you'll be amazed. There's way more storage vegetables than you can think of. Jerusalem artichokes and... Um, there's also greenhouse stuff, so baby greens, um, sprouts, uh, tender spinach, and uh, kale. Oh, crap, tons of kale. Pardon mm. me, but yeah. <laughs> so much kale. Bins and bins and bins of kale. Um, cheese. And, you know, this is the time of year where it gets very expensive. Farmers in the fall are filling their animal larders full of hay, you know, farmers have to get the hay in, and they've created silage, and it's very expensive to feed animals in the winter. So, my apologies, plug your ears, all vegans and vegetarians, but this is the meat time of year. This is when we slaughter animals for meat now. So, you get your choice of cuts, and the best time to go and get a steak is right right about now. All the grass-fed beef is Coming off the hoof. <laughs> oh, I might be prone to a little steak once in a while. I, you know, I eat a lot of protein. I source it all from the market: cheese and beans. There's dried beans galore that you don't have to soak for a really long time. These haven't been dried for three years. These are fresh from this year, and all my cheese. But the meat. When I do eat meat, which isn't very often, I always make sure that not just the animal, but the people who work to produce it were also able to live a fair life, make a living wage, etc. And it sounds like um, you can shop where you work. Mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't turn out so well for me when I worked at a record store because I would spend my paycheck before I earned it, but that's another story. <laughs> we uh, all have our passions. <laughs> Not only will there be food, but I've heard there's some unique linens for sale this year. Yes, at the pop-up market, at the steam whistle. Um, Of course, at the barns, there are artists living in residence at the Witchwood Market. So we don't take on any craft vendors or anything other than just food. But at the steam whistle market, we have a couple of vendors who are bringing... um, Eve Weinberg will be there with upcycled and recycled table linens that are just gorgeous. There's some very lush stuff happening there. And one of our farmers uses old barn board and creates uh, cutting boards and, and shelving units and things for people. So you'll find some pretty gorgeous wood stuff there, too. Mm, I can't wait for that. Yeah. Leave the checkbook at home. Um <laughs> And, and also at this market, to add to the already festive spirit, um, I've heard that there's going to be wandering musicians to entertain the crowds as they wander around. Well, we have a choir, uh, yeah, that um, that will perform on a staircase, 
and uh, we have a man named Brendan who up, uh, he collects 1920s ukuleles, uh, old ukuleles, antique ukuleles, anyways, and he refurbishes them and fixes them, and he'll have them for sale, and he'll be performing for children and anybody that likes the ukulele. It's, he's very entertaining, and I think he knows about a thousand songs, so he can take requests. And then we also have a young man named Ben who is, plays um, the blues, and he has been to the crossroads. So he may or may not have made a deal with the devil. I'm not sure. Yeah. Oh, definitely a guy to meet. I will have to mention this to my friend Matt. Matt, if you're listening, you love your ukes. Well, get out there and support the local economy by buying one or 12 ukes. <laughs> Uh, and, and also, uh, anyone making a purchase gets a free tour of the Steam Whistle Brewery. I have never taken that, so I'm going to have to come down and buy some uh, some preserve-free chocolate. I noticed that was there, and get a free yeah. tour and complimentary samples of the Pilsner. Yes. Yeah, the Steam Whistle guys have been absolutely amazing. And I did not know this, but they buy local barley, and uh, they grind it right there on site. So... You do want to take the tour and check out their facility. It's pretty gorgeous. Well, I was going to say, it sounds like a lot to cram in four hours. You might have to go back both Sundays to uh, <laughs> to see it all and do it all. Absolutely. I just wanted to add that uh, the STOP's website is thestop.org, and you can go there and uh, check out all our activities and all the things that we do all year long. The STOP is running after school classes and uh, drop-in hot meal program and just so many things that the stop does at its two locations, 1884 Davenport and at the Barnes. Uh, do take a look and uh, we'll have a table at both of our markets that can help inform you about lots of choices for things you can do for Christmas to help out the stop. Before we close, I want to just talk about your mission statement for a minute and I'll just read it so people can hear sure. it. The stop strives to increase access to healthy food in a manner that maintains dignity, builds health and community and challenges inequality. Mm -hmm. How do we how does that inequality arrive at food? How do we is it access to it? Is it a monetary? Is it a geographical uh, border that's stopping us or a barrier? Oh, you you've touched everything about it. Food is intertwined in our lives completely, and um, it, it's the getting food to people is a problem of distribution more than anything else. In the city here, it's intertwined with issues of poverty, it, but uh, so the stop works to try to help eradicate poverty. But it, all of that is tied up with food. It's all, the power of food is absolutely amazing. And you offer a food bank there as well, do you not? Yes, absolutely. 1884 Davenport. The stop itself began with a food bank, and all of the other programs, including the farmer's market, grew out of that. Looking into the future, do you see the need for the stop increasing or decreasing, and, and what does that mean to you personally? You know, um, when the stop started uh, 25 years ago or so, it was a food bank, and it has changed so much since then. It's become so many other things, 
and it hasn't stopped changing. I only see this, I think we will be a relevant agency in the years to come in new and astonishing ways every year. We're looking at the food bank very seriously and wondering, is this the model that we want to take forward? Or is there, are there other ways of getting food and dignity to come together? That's where I was kind of heading, wondering if this, the food bank, it would be nice, you know, you've done a wonderful thing over the years, but it would be nice if the the need for food banks diminished and, and yeah. at some point actually disappeared. Yeah, yeah. Well, we certainly all agree on that. However, sadly, we are only seeing usage of them increase year over year over year. Well, that's another conversation that we'll get into, and we'll have to uh, sit down and put our thinking caps on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But this Sunday, December 14th, and the following Sunday, December 21st, from 11 to 3, at Steam Whistle Brewery, at the Roundhouse on Bremner Boulevard, downtown Toronto. Two days only for you to uh, get some, get your hands on some fresh cheeses, fresh meat, uh, all sorts of wonderful produce. And you said storage mm-hmm. vegetables, so those things that will last the entire winter. Yep. Awesome. Thank yeah. you, Cookie. Uh, Thank you. Steamwhistle.ca. We will see you there on Sunday. Thanks so much. I'm Todd Miller. Listen up, talk radio.